The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, it's 205 on this Taco Tuesday. Yeah, it's Someone also garbage in. day. Garbage day. I have to keep reminding myself of that, at least in my... Garbage day's tomorrow now in our neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. In mine, it's uh, tonight. That's one of the functions, one of the jobs. Do you know when a husband says to a wife, make a list and I'll do it? My wife put one item on the list. Empty garbage. the garbages, take it out. Um, coaches. I, have, I have failed three out of eight times. Now. <laughs> I keep forgetting it's Tuesday. Coach is working late um, for the next few weeks, so I think I'm on garbage duty tonight. Mm. And cooking duty. I throw it by my kids first. Uh, I'll text them sometime this afternoon. Tell them to go around. There's only really Why two don't you garbages. Just get your kids to do it. Why wouldn't you just tell your kids like Hunter? Wow, you're clearly not a husband. <laughs> because I've been given the job. If I oh, okay, I can't just <laughs> pass can't it downstream. Pass it. Okay. No, I you have can't. to actually take care of it. But as the adult, mm-hmm. as the parent, isn't that part of your your well, rights to be able to say, yeah, no, kids, you do wow, it. What a rookie. What a rookie you are. When your wife has given you a responsibility, you stay with that responsibility after you promise to do it. So that's what I'm doing. Now, down the road, sure, maybe I'll subcontract it. We'll see what happens. But for now, I have to get into the habit of doing it. Are the kids going to live with you till you're 30? I don't know what's going on with them. And I also don't know how it's possible that garbage gets collected once a week in this city. I think everywhere, right? And yet, for some reason, the one garbage container Mm. that's overflowing at all times is the one in my kid's bathroom. Like, I don't know what they do. And, you know, here's the thing, too. Millennials are all environmentally friendly, right? It's like, hey, we got to get rid of plastic. we got to be nice to each other. we got to do whatever, whatever. And yet it's their garbage that's always overflowing, and ours isn't. So here's a question for you. Mm. Do you take... Do you get their garbage and take it out as well, or do they bundle that up and take well and put I, it in the in the garage? Usually, the to be honest with you, Tuesday into Wednesday morning around. <laughs> well, I guess Monday. Yeah, no, Tuesday. I don't know. Your wife just texted me. What'd she say? I can't say it on air. I, I at around two in the morning, I remember to go upstairs and empty those garbage cans. So what I do is I take the big green garbage bag uh, from the pantry and yes. I drag it oh, okay. up the stairs and then you okay. know dump the garbage into that. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sure garbage is the least he can struggle with. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Here's a, well, just, so the kids, uh, we were away at a wedding. We went to a wedding uh, just outside of Leduc on Saturday night. One mm-hmm. of the best weddings I've ever been to. Congratulations, Ray and Zach. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was one heck of a time. Nice. Um, I think Coach and I closed down that hall. It was the... Mm. It was about 15 minutes west of Leduc, uh-huh. and they had arranged school buses to take us oh, shuttles back and forth, nice. which is really, really good. Um, but the oldest, uh, who's the one back from Tokyo. The Your new- oldest. Yeah, my yeah. oldest, not the wedding stuff. So they yeah. stayed at uh, the house on Saturday night. Because Your house. At my house. Mm-hmm. Because they've been living with Grandma since they got back from Tokyo. Nice. It's an episode of 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> <laughs> We're living with your grandma? Yes. Yes, we are. So, here's the thing. Mm. Um, they came to our place. They had a you know, apparently nice evening. They were on their own, whatever. But I come home the next day, and I've realized that my wine collection mm. has been pilfered. Really? A little bit. Wow. 
Now, if you're making a nice, beautiful dinner for your wife and you're doing all the, you know, charcuterie and you're doing this and you're doing that, wouldn't you pick up the bottle of wine, too? I don't know what to tell you. I'm just thinking, why do kids do that? Well, they're not kids. Oh, they're young adults. Adult. Well, no, yeah. he's not even a young adult. They're adults. They're yeah. 28 and 35. Yeah, <laughs> so I know. Bring your own wine. You're now. I guess there. That's a stepson. So I can't put all the blame on you. But you know, every time we criticize uh, millennials and and their inaction or actions, you have to remember we raised them. We're the ones who yeah, raised I them. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, I had little time. Great. Seriously, awesome kids. Yeah. I lucked out sure. when it came to the to the the step kid draw. Trust me, I know because I was a step kid and I was a total ass to my stepmother. Um, but yeah, the, the entire thing about them just taking what they want and and chase used to do it as well with my weight watchers desserts we talked about this on the air i'm like why are you eating my little weight watchers cakes you don't need them Mm. i don't i probably didn't need them either but i I think i told you at one point i I put sticky notes on things that said Mm -hmm. this jay lynn's don't touch i'm worried about this conversation jay why i'm worried about it because we're talking about parenting and we're talking about sort of the not negative is too strong a word but sort of the downside of parenting and this is a bad day to be doing that because today is tuesday november 27th and according to a study (laughs) this is the loneliest day of the year for parents the loneliest and it's loneliest for new moms Mm. did you know that Mm. it's it's a parenting I, i feel like i have to get this out here and the reason i want to get it out is to let you know parents you're not alone you're not alone and that we're here. We'll, we'll keep you company all afternoon. It was a study uh, done by ChannelMom.com. Uh, it found half of parents uh, can no longer afford to attend festive bashes and, and uh, after having children. 93% are putting off meeting up with friends and family because of weather. So it's just that they asked each parent in the survey, what's your loneliest day? And this was the day that was the average loneliest day. It's a combination of dark nights, bad weather, struggling mm. to budget for Christmas, as Isn't I mentioned. Isn't that kind of like a Blue Monday thing? Isn't that in January? Sort of like that. Mm. The other thing is that um, there's, for many people, only one more paycheck before Christmas for those who get paid at the end of the month, yeah. right? So that's another indicator where you think, well, you know, I'll use that November 30th pay- paycheck to help to buy with Christmas, Christmas presents, presents. And that's and then, tricky, right? Yeah, yeah. then you have, you know, it's three weeks away, re- so you got to budget. I remember that, you know, not that I've, you know, have had, you know, children or ba- little babies or anything like that, but I remember that whole last paycheck thing before Christmas and thinking how you're going to pull it all off. I know. I remember that, too. Anyways, so parents, we're here alone. for you. I got to babysit on uh, on Sunday night for a few minutes. Who'd you babysit? Well, my next door neighbor's little guy. <laughs> and, um, well, because her husband's gone hunting. Right. And she's got a 20-month-old or 22-month-old and a 5-month-old. And so uh, she wanted to have a shower. So she asked me if I would come over and, you know, just keep an eye on Cooper because the the baby Mm -hmm. was asleep. And everything was going really, really well. (laughs) Okay. Until? (laughs) Well, Coop, we were playing playing kind of hide and seek. And um, Coop went behind the couch. Um, but um, the, the couch has obviously been moved since the last time Cooper went behind the couch. Mm-hmm, okay. And he kind of, next thing you know, Got I stuck. hear crying. Yeah. And he's stuck. Wedged in there. He he was wedged in there. Huh? Now, now the, the positive, the upside of that is that you know where he is. 
<laughs> so I didn't. I didn't lose him. <laughs> oh, where's what's his name? Coop. Cooper. Where's Coop? So all I kept thinking was, it's you know, she's left me alone for ten minutes, and mm. the kids, the baby, the, the he's a toddler, I guess, is is crying already. I mean, this isn't a this isn't a good thing. And then I'm trying to get him out. I can't move the couch because it was a heavy couch. So I. How did he come to be? You watched him go behind the couch. Well, he was. I, I'm not behind. criticizing. No, I'm just he was kind of hiding. Details. He was hiding behind the little the coffee cute. table and being cute. And we were playing hide and seek, and he was laughing his head off. Right, he was laughing, laughing, laughing. Next thing you know, his head stuck in between the. Do you know uh, the mistake? Anyway, yes. Got him out safely. Yeah. And then he um, cried for the next. Um, mm, well, he ten was minutes. traumatized. Yeah. Took him outside to look at the chickens. Because mm. you felt help. the need to stop that crying. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Did Here's the bouncy the, thing? And then he yeah. cuddled up and, and he curled yeah. up and cuddled up on me for like 15 minutes. That's a lot of work. You're talking about the effort that a typical parent puts in over the week. Uh, never mind in, you know, the single situation. That is the underlying problem with people who babysit other people's kids is they feel they need to entertain them and balloon wrap, or uh, you know, what's it well, called? Like the, bubble wrap them and well, give the kid a coloring book. How old is he? Almost two years old. Two years old. 22 months old. Uh, Give him something made of foam and tell him to shut up. Well, we were, and he was, we were playing, and the kid's got an arm on him. He was throwing things, and we were having tons of fun, but then... Yeah, I did this, and but I mean that's kind of your job if you're babysitting. You entertain the children. Nope. <laughs> and nope. that and that you is keep the difference. Them from death. And that is the difference between someone who has raised children that's right. since they were, you know, a minute old. Absolutely. To someone who has babysit and got kids sure. when, she, they, when they when they totally were fifteen and nineteen. Yep, totally understand yeah. it. It's it's like it's it's and it's you have to remember that all parents have made all the same dumb mistakes you have. I just don't have the opportunity years ago, to do near as much. Right, and you, they you feel even more responsible because they're not your. I felt kid. bad. Right, I mean, right. He's stuck behind there, and I. It's like the first time I babysat my nieces. Uh, I stood outside the door where they were sleeping. Just to, be, yeah. um, just to make sure they were okay. Yeah. And then my brother was like, you don't seriously think that we mm-hmm. stand outside the door all night long. Like, you know, just put them to bed, call it a day, yeah. whatever. Give them something. Yeah. I, I like to ask, like I babysit a lot, but when I used to, yeah. just, okay, so what does the kid like to play with? Well, and I, I babysat a ton when I was mm. uh, a teenager, but uh, it's been a far, it's been a long time since I've been a teenager. But yeah, yeah mom came downstairs and just laughing. Of course. <laughs> she was just laughing. I was all worried about it. She's like, ah. <laughs> it's not the first time he's done it's not going to be the last time it, it is funny I mean I've got three grandchildren now a fourth on the way and uh, you know when I'm holding them and they start to cry and everybody Dude. like freezes up I'm like uh, relax you'll get over it yeah, I, I managed to get through that part all well. He yeah. he cried probably for about five or seven minutes, but got him all calmed down. Like I said, the anchor just curled up and cuddled for the next 15 minutes, which was awesome. <laughs> Drooled all over my shirt. Yeah. He's just the sweetest. Why aren't you a sweetheart? Yeah. There's a story in here Can't somewhere about... Can't wait to be a grandmother. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck with that. How's that going to look? We have a story in here somewhere uh-huh. uh, about parenting, about lies that parents told their children. It was an article from Vice, and it's uh, people descri- describe the weirdest lies their parents told them as kids. <laughs> Which just makes me laugh because we always think, and, and to get to this story, we always think that 
you know, like you as a babysitter think that you're not as qualified as the parent, you're worried, right? Young parents worry that they're not as qualified as their parents yeah. were. And But at some point you become a parent and you start parenting and then you realize, you know what, when my parents, my all, my omnipotent, omnipresent parents, um, they knew as little as I did about parenting at this stage. They made all kinds of mistakes. They told all kinds of lies. Yeah. They, you know, I mean, I can't, well, this, do you have that story? I do. It, some of the lies are just ridiculous, like there's a snot monster. <laughs> this was just asking parents, what was the weirdest lie your parent told mm-hmm. you? And feel free to add yours mm-hmm. at 63630. But that was a, somebody told their kid that there was a snot monster and that... Because the kid liked to pick his nose all the time. In public and wouldn't yeah. stop. Something that, by the way, I've seen studies that say we all do it, but it's just still socially unacceptable to do it, of course. So what they said was, the parents said something along the lines of that there's a huge snot monster mm-hmm. somewhere and that the little boogers in your nose are actually its babies. And so if you don't gently remove them, if you try and dig for them, the snot monster will come and get you. What kind of effect... We should ask Gantz that when he's on the show tomorrow. What kind of effect thinking a snot monster is coming to get you at any point has on your development? Little people living in the TV. So this kid loved to watch TV all the time, and, and he, he, he became petrified. The parents told him that it was, you know, real human beings just... Um, living in an alternate universe, which was actually inside the TV. So the kid was so terrified every time he turned the TV off because he thought he was killing them. <laughs> oh, jeez. And then the pregnant dad? Do you yeah, remember that one? I do. That The father just had a natural sort of dad bod, like a pot, yeah. a belly. And uh, for whatever reason, we're not really sure what told his child that he was the one who gave birth. And it's one of those lies that they grew up with not questioning until they got to a certain age and went, well, yeah, wait a minute, that's a, not even possible. Isn't that like grade four? <laughs> but you've thought it for years because <laughs> my mother told me, it's early enough to say this, I directly at that age, you know, when you're the youngest in a family, your brothers and sister, they spoil everything for you because they tell you things, different things don't exist that you believe do and that sort of thing, right? Well, I was led to believe by my siblings that there was the possibility that there was no Santa Claus. And I went to my mom because I trusted her to tell me the truth and asked her and she said, of course, there's a Santa Claus. He wears a brown suit, he drives a truck, and he comes through the front door during the day, about a week before Christmas. And I went for years <laughs> believing that to be true, and then down the road I finally asked my mom, why would you tell me that? And she's like, well, you know, because that's the delivery guy from the bay. And in her mind, she couldn't quite outright lie to me, but she couldn't you know, tell me the truth. Mm. But I went for years thinking that everybody was crazy. And I, it made it was a conspiracy theory that made sense. Not everybody has a chimney. There's a lot of houses out there and only a little bit of... Like, it totally made sense to me that that's mm. the way it works. Yeah, well, there's magic. There's a magic key now that's right. for houses that don't have chimneys. Is that what it is? There, there is. There's All a magic right. key. Hope yep. you're telling me the truth, because I don't want to go another few years I almost bought. buying into some other story. I'll buy, I'll buy you the magic key. It's All 2.20. Right. Hold the line, Bob. We'll get your call after this. Uh, it's 2.24. I love this text that just came in. It says, you know what? We left our three-year-old granddaughter with Grandpa for five minutes, and she colored her face with a felt pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, you hide the, the sharp and uh, you, sh- you hide the sharp objects and the stuff that can get you in trouble. Get, that's why I say, give them something made of foam. Well, and, and Mom, after I, you know, 
pulled uh, mm. Cooper out. She says, oh, yeah, I pushed it back a little further than normal. I'm like, okay, <laughs> thanks. Hi, Bob. Thanks for patiently waiting. What's going on? Oh, hi, Jalen and Andrew. Uh, just have to share my Grey Cup story with you. Uh, I was listening to you on the way into the city yesterday afternoon and mm. didn't have access to a phone. But, uh, no, my partner and I decided that uh, what we do as a bucket list item would was to attend the activities and the Great Cup game this year. And last Thursday night, we were we were at the Spirit of Edmonton room there in the Westin Hotel, and it was great, but it was awful noisy. And so at about 7 o'clock, we, we went down to the lobby, and we're just sitting in the lobby on these couches that they have down there. And there was this young lady who came and sat in the couch uh, across from us, not, not six foot away, and her name, and she had the shaw on her jacket and then she happened to you know i seen her she looked up and she says oh hello mike and uh, sure enough it was mike riley all Mm -hmm. dressed to the nines i can tell you and uh, she had his ticket for the uh, awards night and so she gave him his ticket and we were just getting ready to leave and so i stood up and I, I extended my hand to Mike, and I says, well, this is about as close as I'm ever going to come to a Grey Cup ring, and, you know, to shake his hand. And Mike says to me, well, would you like to try it on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, it caught me I kind of off guard, and, you know, I didn't want to be a bother or anything to him. And then I thought to myself, well, you got to be crazy. This is about as close as I'll ever come. And so to make a long story short, I've got a picture of of me wearing Mike's 2015 Grey Cup ring with his arm around my shoulder, and it may actually made the whole Grey Cup experience for me just really quite incredible. That's mm, awesome, that's Bob. Mike's a really nice Very guy, nice just guy. a class yeah, act, a isn't he? Guy. Yeah. A, a class act. Yeah. And I did tell him, I said, Mike, we want you back. <laughs> oh, good. Deal. Well, I hope you close that deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you, did you sure, get anything in writing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, Ricky Ray, when he was um, on stage during that hot stove at the alumni luncheon, his Grey Cup ring? Because what, they Toronto won, was it last? Mm, no, a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah. The thing was gigantic. It, it was... I, I couldn't get over how big and blingy it was. <laughs> really? It, unreal. Um, Chase, my youngest who came with us, he, he pulled up a picture. He says, yeah, no, this is it close up. I was like, oh, my gosh. Hmm. I'll pull up. I'll pull it up. It's, it, it was absolutely unreal. From, like, 50 meters away, he was blind. It was like a <laughs> disco ball on really? his hand. Wow. Nice. Those Grey Cup rings are something else. They are. I always uh, laugh when Halsey's in with him, you know, because he's got, what, I don't know, five, ten? <laughs> Where's he keeping his desk? No. Does he know how many he has? Yes. All right. He just, and he's like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, this, oh, one, this know, one's Halsey. from this year, and this one's at home. Yeah, they made me take it. They yeah. said I had to have one. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break for uh, news headlines. But we have a lot of texts coming. We have a ton of texts about uh, lies parents told. We'll get to those and uh, and some more from this study as well. It should be a lot of fun. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.